With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. officially promoted to the Indianapolis Indians. This, of course, comes after his tremendous season at AA Altoona so far, hitting 284 with 18 extra base hits and 32 walks in 41 games. Definitely well-deserved, and I know a lot of the fans were getting on their case to send him up to AAA. So definitely was expecting a move, and I'm very excited. Um, However, I'm a little sad given that I really enjoyed watching Henry Davis play at Altoona when I was working. So, you know, I'm more excited that he's almost to the majors than, you know, just losing, watching him play in Altoona. But still, you know, I'm very happy for the guy and I'm very excited to see him get the opportunity to shine But now this opens up a can of worms. Now, does this make it a competitive season for Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis? Now both of our top catchers are in AAA. Now what are we going to do? But, however, Henry Davis has been starting to play right field, which I mentioned in last uh, week's pod. So I know ultimately they're not going to bring up Henry Davis as a right fielder but they're definitely going to be looking more so at at the hitting abilities of both guys so we could see some amp up for both of these guys in triple a and honestly it's we're most likely going to see one no matter what this season especially for September call-ups, but we could see someone sooner, um, and so uh, now I think this opens up this can of worms of a competitive um, this in both Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez, so I will be really excited to monitor how both of them start hitting. Is Andy Rodriguez going to get 
Ah, I'm not necessarily saying more motivated as if he's not, but like, you know, obviously your other top catchers now, you used to be a level above him and now he's on the same level. So what are you going to do then? So it's going to be a pretty interesting um, span of the season, especially for a 28 and 30 um, Indianapolis uh, ball club. So I'm going to be really excited to monitor both uh, Rodriguez and Davis and see what they're going to be doing and how they're going to participate with both, which is really nice to see both incorporating Henry Davis in right field in the lineup as well as obviously Andy Rodriguez catching. So I believe we're going to see Henry Davis first in the majors, but overall competitiveness aside, I think we're going to see some depth to not only Indy's catching in right field and outfield, but to their hitting as well, which again, a 28 and 38 or 28 and 30 Indianapolis team, definitely going to enjoy seeing another bat like Henry Davis added, but there have been just a chaotic amount of roster moves. Um, so backup catcher for Indianapolis, Grant Coach, he's been moved to the v- development list to make room for Henry Davis. So that was kind of the corresponding move there. But then pitcher Tyler Chatwood, who the Pirates signed to a minor league deal and started the season on the inter- injured list, he's been moved up today to Indianapolis after his rehab stint with Bradenton. He's not been great. He's been walking batter- six batters in 7.1 innings, which is not good if you have almost six walks in as many innings pitched. Um but Tyler Chatwood wasn't a signing that I was all thrilled about to begin with. And I knew a minor league deal was kind of like what he was going to get. But we've only ever been able to hit Tyler Chatwood. So taking him out of the major leagues to uh, put him in our minor leagues was not great because we were always able to hit him on the Cubs. But that being said... He is back up to Indy. He is going to be pitching there for a while. He's done with rehab, and I don't really want to see him called up, but obviously our bullpen is kind of... No, our bullpen's pretty good. Knock on wood. But I don't... I, I'm i not sold on Tyler Chatwood, but it's nice to see that his rehab stint uh, was over. Um, also, pitcher Junior Thebo has received a promotion from Bradenton to Greensboro following his spectacular start to the season. He's maintaining a 2.75 ERA with 17 strikeouts in over 19.2 innings. So really nice to see some of these young guys get the promotion, especially coming up. Um, you can't ever, you can't underestimate how nice it is to have pitchers come up. And obviously, there's always been this kind of hindsight of like, oh, well, yeah, single A, low A. They're all different from like the majors. Yes, but they're still ball players. And I think seeing a young pitcher like Thibaut come up um, and have a, such a solid ERA for this team is going to be really, really nice. So, um As of the more recent moves, everybody knows Chris Owings. He was a recent DFA from the Bucks, obviously, but he cleared waivers and he's now sent to Triple A Indianapolis. He was given the option to refuse the um what's the word? The like 
sending him to Triple A. I get I can't think of the word right now, but um he um is now in Triple A, which listen. I don't mind Chris Owings in no. I I, I I'm not a Chris Owings hater. I'm just not a Chris Owings lover. That's for sure. And so me seeing Chris Owings make it back to Triple A kind of worries me because now he's going to be like the first man up, I think. I don't know. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not surprised that no one picked him up, but um, it's a little frustrating. But he's back in Indianapolis. But in a demotion, the Indians sent outfielder Chavez Young to the Altoona curve. He struggled heavily this season, only hitting 195 over about 40 games. So he's back down at the Altoona curve, um, which is really sad to see. We got him from the Blue Jays, which I think kind of worked. We got him for the Blue Jays, I believe, for Zach Thompson, so... Zach Thompson was just recently DFA'd by the Toronto Blue Jays, but I don't know what's going on. He had a really great, Chavez Young had a really great World Baseball Classic, and now I don't know if he can't adjust, but seeing him at the Altoona curve, he might be getting a lot more playing time. Also, I like how he plays, so I will be sure to report back on how he plays at the curve. I am really excited for them to be back home next week. So, yeah, definitely interesting to see a demotion with all these promotions and whatnot. But another pitcher was placed on the development list, Matt Eckelman. And listen, if you haven't seen a picture of this guy, look one up. He looks like a lumberjack, for for goodness sakes. But um, he has a 6-12 ERA over 25 innings. He... Pitched the one Altoona Curve game that I was there, um, I think two, no, I think it was last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So, he looked all right, however, he was just very, kind of had the same aspect of a position player pitching, almost, um, he didn't have a lot of heat, um, so, yeah, um, I kind of expected this. A lot of people expected it, but he is now on the development list, which was interesting to see, but I kind of felt that it was coming. But Francisco Acuna was reinstated from his 80-game suspension and assigned to Bradenton, as well as Javier Rivas. He was sent down to the uh, Florida Complex League Pirates. He only hit 188 with Bradenton in about 45 games. So, not great. So, he got down to the Florida Complex League. Um, maybe he'll say hey to Alec Manoa there. But um, those have been, like, the current minor league roster moves for the Bucks as of late. Pretty crazy, pretty hectic, and obviously was headlined by the Henry Davis move. So pretty interesting to see. Um, now it's time. We're going to go over the recap of the games. And right now it is, it is June 20, or it is June 8th, 2023, around 7 p.m.-ish right now. Um, so these numbers and scores are all from the time of recording. All the live score updates are at the time of the recording, so they're probably going to change after the game is over. 
But to begin, Indianapolis is just underway at home versus the Omaha Storm Chasers. They're the AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. Now, Osvaldo Bito is on the mound for the Indians. He looks to improve. He's got a 4.06 ERA, which isn't as great as he's had in Altoona. He's had some good success in Altoona, and so some of it's not transferring over, but Already, Omaha had two hits in the top of the first, but no score. It's still scoreless. And yesterday, or rather, <laughs> Wednesday, the Indians are coming off a 9-7 to loss to a Storm Chaser. They're now 28-30 and on the season before Thursday's game. Now, Quinn Priester started Wednesday's game going five innings pitched, allowing eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. His ERA is now down to 463. I don't... I really like what I've been seeing from Quinn Priester. He's been turning it around. Um, he had a bit of a slow start to the season, but now he's been turning it around. He's bringing his ERA slowly, but surely it's bringing it down. But Cody Bolton was tagged with the loss, making him now 1-2 and two with a 2.84 ERA. But uh, Cal Mitchell has hit his seventh home run in the game, a two-run bomb in the third inning, only home run in the game. And it's really nice to see Cal Mitchell get his seventh home run. However, it does just provoke the theory that he's just a triple A player, which is so sad, but he hasn't been able to translate over all that well to the majors. So seeing him hit in triple A is pretty nice, but you know, again, there's, there's also that thing, but others driving in runs on Wednesday were Miguel Andujar, Andy, Andy Rodriguez, Aaron Shackleford, who I loved since he was playing in Altoona. And I was super excited to see him get promoted at the beginning of the season and so I'm really excited to see him perform as well as he has been for AAA. And none other than Henry Davis had an RBI on Wednesday. He went one for three with an RBI, a walk, and a strikeout. Now, Altoona's six-game win streak has come to a close following their 6-1 to one loss to the Richmond Flying Squirrels on Wednesday is the AA affiliate of the San Francisco Giants. Now, Brad Case has started the game for Altoona on Wednesday, going three innings, allowing two hits, no earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Omar Cruz then came in. He pitched scoreless. Wasn't until Nick Domkowski came in that they lost the lead, giving up four runs, three earned. Domkowski is now 1-2 and two with a 5.68 ERA. Domkowski hasn't been the best one to call on in certain situations for the Altina curve. But however, I mean, I feel like our bullpen has been getting a little bit better with uh, how we've been playing because we kind of rush through our bullpen. And I think the confusing thing is we do those, the curve a lot of the time has a game where they give up they have, like, three errors in one inning, and they give up, like, six runs. So suddenly we're in a 6 nothing deficit or a 6-2, to two, um, you know, 6-4, to 6-whatever to whatever deficit. We just give up a lead. And then the next inning, when we're batting, the other team has, like, three or four errors, and then we're suddenly up, like, 9-6. to six. And I've seen a lot of games like that this season. So we've been burning through our bullpen uh, pretty quickly so hopefully that's something that sort of gets situated out. And with the managerial uh, position in double A, it's hard because you have to balance out a lot of the innings pitched from some of these guys. But then you got to make sure you utilize them, but you also got to make sure that you're not burning out their arms. So it's been pretty challenging. 
But I think um, it's interesting to see how Calix Crab has been doing it with like how tough the how tough some of the bullpen games are. But the lone OB- RBI was brought in by Matt Gorski. But the curve now twenty eight and twenty three, which has been one of their biggest um, above five hundred streaks um, on the season entirely. Uh, they've been pretty much close to 500, a game under 500, a game over 500, 500, um, a lot of the season. So now they have a five game over 500 and it's pretty nice to see them kind of get a little bit back on their feet. So, uh, currently they're continuing their series against the flying squirrels. It's the top of the fourth and scoreless with Altoona up to bat. The pitching matchup is Mason Black for Richmond and Jared Jones for the Curve, who has been looking lights out since he came back from his injury, by the way. Uh, Greensboro beat the Wilmington Blue Rocks, high-A affiliate of the Washington Nationals, 5-4 on Wednesday. Dante Mendoza got the win, making him 3-1 on the season with a 3.81 ERA for the Grasshoppers. Tallied with the loss was Blue Rocks pitcher Todd Peterson, who is now 1-3 with an ERA of 4.74. Greensboro had two home runs on the night, one from Luke Brown and one from Eli Wilson. Wilson's a three-run shot. Chang also drove in one RBI on the win. So they're currently in the top of the fifth against the Blue Rocks with Thomas Harrington on the mound. They're at home, so the Blue Rocks are batting. And finally, to wrap up the recap, Bradenton is coming off a 3-1 to loss to the Dunedin Blue Jays, single-A affiliate of the, the Blue Jays. Duh. Um, J.P. Massey, unfortunately, was tallied with a loss, now 2-3 and three on the season. He pitched a wonderful game, however, going six innings, allowing five hits, three earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Unfortunately, the bats couldn't help him out. Three runs should get you a win most of the time. He now has a 2.84 ERA on the year. Rafael Ohashi got the win, now 2-4 and four with a 5.10 ERA. Shaylin Polanco had the lone RBI, while Tamar Tamar Johnson went 0 for 3. The Marauders are currently losing 7-0 in the top of the fourth, with Dunedin still batting around. Wilbur Dotel was tacked with seven runs in 2.2 innings in Thursday's game so far, but was only charged with four earned runs. He's now out of the game. Dotel himself had two errors in the game, as well as one from Johnson. Now, kind of to wrap up today's episode... I really just want to talk about just a little bit about the MLB draft. Obviously, a big draft for the Pirates as we won the lottery and we are now going to draft one first overall. Now, I'm going to be touching on this a lot more in depth in the next couple of weeks, especially in the weeks coming up to the draft, because, you know, the draft is something that us minor league nerds love. So we get to watch a bunch of these young kids come up and then watch them through high school and college and whatnot. And now we get to see them get drafted and develop. So, again, this is going to be more talked about in the coming weeks. Um, But for right now, all I got to say is Dylan Cruz has to be our top pick. I'd really be interested to hear what some of you guys have to say with who who you think the Pirates should take. I know there's a lot of debate between Dylan Cruz 
and Paul Skeens, the pitching prospect. But I think Dylan Cruz is our guy. He's an unstoppable force. And with him and Henry Davis and Tamar Johnson, he could make a dynasty, bro. But again, more draft talk to come. But for now, that's all I have for your minor league madness here on Talk the Plank. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank Pod or Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Brian. Thanks so much for tuning in and let's go, Bucks. 